Fate FM. This is Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host, and thank you for tuning in today. It's wonderful to be with you. It's a great day out here in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. A wonderful weather and we are so happy to be able to join with you today as you are listening to us. You know, my dear friend, that you can be part of this program. You just need to send us a text message to 04888 Double one. Send us a text message and let us know where you are listening from. And if you have a question, a thought, a comment in regard to the things which we are going to talk about, please don't be shy. Come along with us. This is the program where you can be live with us today. You can only send messages and that's the unfortunate part, but hopefully maybe at some point we can take some phone calls and we can have you also on air with us. But hey, I would like to say hello to our good friend, uh, David Delima from Family Voice Australia. David, can you hear us? Yes, Nick, great to be with you again. David, it's wonderful to have you with us. Now, I know you are uh, on the road traveling and you are a busy man, like always, but that's good because you do uh, lots of good things and uh, uh, we are happy to have you with us also for a little bit uh, today, not for the whole program. And um, I will uh, be very interested to see what you want, what you have, you know, in the sleeves to say so, to share with us. But, you know, we're talking about this thing, David, um, uh, Christianity in history. How positive was its contribution? You know, we had few questions here, very interesting uh, ones. Like, uh, was Christianity bad news for women? Was Christianity bad news for slaves? Was Christianity bad news for the sick and poor? Was Christianity antagonistic to education? We are going to talk a little bit later on when we'll, I will have uh, Brenton joining us. Um, today we have a question, how did Christianity change the world? Now, David, um, you are the director of Family Voice Australia. You work a lot uh, representing, you know, families. And even as we pose that question, uh, was Christianity bad news for women? I will say probably extended that one. And for men too, because men can be, uh, in some regards, you know, um, uh, mistreated too. But most of all, I think family, it's so much affected by uh, what's going on. And uh, uh, when you see, even in Christendom, so much divorce, you wonder what's going on, you know. But I know the in Ephesians, for example, uh, the Bible speaks, quite clearly about submission and um, ladies don't like to hear that uh, in these modern days because they think that that's some sort of restriction or in slavery but that's not the case david with that in mind that's true yeah with that in mind what do you what do you like to say in uh, in this regard before we'll move to uh, a segment uh, world watch and i would like to hear from you a little bit uh, what's going on in the world or here home Yes. Well, the the word submission is uh, really thoroughly misunderstood. 
And the scripture says that Christ was in submission to his father. So this concept of submission, it's uh, not so bad after all. Mm. And, of course, we are encouraged to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, again, uh, the word submission there is very, very positively used. And it is, in fact, correcting the errors of the ancient culture, as we have errors today in the modern world, because when Paul says that those things should happen, it's because they weren't. Mm. So he's not. So he's in fact being countercultural. He's often regarded as being uh, misogynistic and uh, a child of his age, but he was neither. Uh, he ha- has a very high view of the role of women and a very high view of the role of men. And uh, both men and women, of course, are to be in submission to Christ, who himself is in submission to God. So Submission really biblically means stakeholding and participating rather than being somehow used as some sort of a doormat. So, Hmm. uh, yeah, and I think um, that one of the great contributions of Christianity to the world is the way in which it's elevated not only women but also men and family, Mm -hmm. God's God's good gift of sexuality. And uh, now the church has sort of gone up and down in its understanding of these matters and and really got itself into a big mess uh, prior to the Protestant Reformation. And uh, the, the wonderful work of Martin Luther uh, cannot be uh, overemphasized because even if you're not a Lutheran <laughs> and even if you're not a Christian, uh, you benefit from Martin Luther's recognition of the goodness of family. Mm, he, mm. Estab- he, estab- he established the first uh, Christian pastorate uh, uh, or vicarage, we might call it, uh, that is a a married minister with a family. It was the first one in Europe for um, some 500 years or so, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and we've never looked back. So, yeah, the the Bible has been so powerfully instrumental when handled correctly, when applied properly, to bring wonderful reformation to family, to men, to women, to children, and to God's gift of sexuality. Indeed, indeed. Very well said. And, uh, you know, uh, probably better than anybody, David, as uh, you are, um, you know, working uh, tirelessly, you know, to represent family in this age when uh, it's so pushed to the, to the age. You know, yes. in, in terms of uh, transgender and all those things, the parents are not able to educate anymore their children. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. uh, they are not able to to stand and to teach them in accordance uh, with the principles of God. That's uh, painful, mm-hmm. I believe, for particularly for somebody like yourself, but for yeah. everyone. You know, uh, we are a Christian uh, radio station. Uh, we are broadcasting for that reason to improve, to uh, bring back people. To the Bible, to bring ourselves yes. to the to the Word of God, to allow the Word of God to change us and to transform us and to be who we supposed to be, rather than just um, um, you know uh, being being influenced, you know, by the times we live in, the society, the culture, and all those things. Yes. Well, uh, David, uh, just very quickly before you go. Um, I know you have something to share with us uh, today. It's a special day today. Would you like to just uh, take us through some news? Yeah, well, every year on the 29th of September, we have National Police Remembrance Day. So this is an opportunity for the whole community to give honor to police, especially to those who have given their lives in in keeping His Majesty's peace, as they like to call it. 
So it's uh, on the 29th of September every year. And no, Nick, nearly 800 police officers have died mm. on duty uh, over the past 150 years or thereabouts here in Australia. Nearly 800. It's phenomenal. You know, uh, you think, well, in what other profession do people lose their lives like that? It's incredible. So we really need to recognise the goodness of policing. God's own interest, of course, is very clear because uh, uh, in Psalm 127 it says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. So uh, there there we've got the goodness of the watchman, but more importantly, God himself watching. And, And when he watches then the, their work is blessed and successful. So uh, policing is really something that belongs to the heart of God because he wants everything to be done in a fitting and orderly way. Mm. Well, now if, you, if you go back uh, to about 1830 in London, uh, people were pouring in from the countryside seeking employment. They couldn't find work in desperation. They were turning to crime. And the, and the great uh, Christian statesman, Sir Robert Peel, had the responsibility of tackling this problem of crime. And he realised that what we need is not a a tough military crackdown, but we need to enrich the community through the appointment of trusted and respected individuals who are known and loved in the area. Mm. And so you get get this notion of the the modern police service being developed. And uh, they were to be agents of social enrichment. They would live and work in the same area, They'd see children growing up. They would be in relationship with families and children. Uh, They would admonish the kids and commend them. And that, of course, is the biblical role of the civic authority in Romans 13, to commend those who do right and to punish those who do wrong. If it doesn't start with kids, it's going to be much harder when they're older. So it's a lovely thought that the police on the beat would be respected and loved and that they would have a role to enrich and to encourage and to admonish. So unfortunately, Nick, we've absolutely lost this Christian-based concept of policing, mm. the, the, ro- the role of police as, as agents of, of social enrichment. And Jesus said, I'm among you as one who serves. So we don't really think about our police serving us very much. I mean, they might direct the traffic or mm. sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll rescue people, which is fantastic. But on the whole, uh, our police are now just basically... Well, as far as the public is concerned, and it's a misnomer, but as far as the public is concerned, their only interaction with the police is when you get pulled over like you and me so regularly do because we're Mm -hmm. on the highway so much and uh, we're busted yet again for speeding. Now, it's a fair cop, but um, it's a pity that our police no longer have the discretion to give a warning, it seems to me. Uh, they're, They're filling out the paperwork uh, as, as, as soon as they can, and uh, there must be a great deal of pressure on them to uh, to meet their quotas and such like. So uh, that's unfortunate. But there is a, a wonderful story I'd like to end with, Nick, and that is that some years ago uh, there was a there was a um, a flooding uh, situation in Adelaide in the southern suburbs, and the the Sturt River was uh, raging, and a boy fell in, and he was stuck there. Uh, two police officers jumped in, risking their lives, and they saved him. Mm. It was all captured captured on national TV. And a prisoner in New South Wales saw this news report, and he was utterly, utterly amazed by it. And he wrote a letter to the South Australian police saying, all my life I've had nothing but hatred 
and contempt mm. for the police. But now I've changed my mind, and uh, I'm so pleased to see these brave officers risking their lives. And as a father of, of a young son, I know that if ever he were in danger, these brave police officers wouldn't hesitate to risk their lives to save him. So he was totally changed in his thinking because of the wonderful service that the police were providing. So uh, despite all the negative things I've said today about the police, I do hope that they will be reformed and be restored to a more Christian base. Uh, in fact, each police officer bears the cross of Christ on both shoulders, cap and badge. So when they put on the uniform every day, I, I hope that they will pray to God for his protection and recognize that they promise to serve the crown. They promise to uphold what they call his majesty's peace. And on the crown is the cross of Jesus, just to make the point. So there's a very strong Christian claim over the police force, if only they would understand. Mm. And so, so we need to pray for the police. We need to encourage them. They have a very difficult job to do, uh, attending road trauma. Uh, every day could be their last day, unlikely but not impossible, given that statistic I started off with, that nearly 800 have died. Mm. And, of course, they have the unenviable task of knocking on the door to deliver the tragic news uh, that a son or daughter has been killed. So, in fact, one, one police officer in, in northern New South Wales a few years ago, he attended a fatal uh, road crash and... Sadly, it was his own teenage son who'd been killed. Oh, no. So, yeah, yeah, the police, they, they do it tough. Yeah, we, need to, we need to respect them a lot more, pray for them and encourage them. And we need, indeed, uh, uh, David, as you said, to pray for them. And I may ask you to just say a short, uh, a short prayer. Mm. But, you know, just while you were talking about these things, uh, David, it just came in my mind as we are going to talk a little bit more today, the value of life, you know, uh, and mm. how uh, how did Christianity change the world? You know, uh, the policeman uh, is in the, on the duty every moment, you know, and his life is in uh, danger. And um, irresponsible people are just... Uh, you know, uh, do the wrong things. I remember those uh, policemen in, uh, I think it was in Queensland, when they went to attend a, a house, whatever, and they were shot dead, you know. Mm. Yep. Uh, young yep. young policemen. And uh, mm. uh, now, we have to say this with all the respect, you know, and today it's a special day for the police force and uh, we are praying for them. Uh, and, yeah, sometimes there can be Situations. Remember the 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 policemen. They may do wrong things, you know. And but mm. let's don't uh, um, you know let those things to take over and um, ourselves to have a, a image, a wrong image, as people have about Christians, you know, because there are yes. some Christians which uh, misrepresent you know, the, mm. the faith mm. or the truth. But yeah, thank you so much, David, for sharing today on this aspect. Uh, would you say uh, a word of prayer for uh, our yes. good friends, the police force? And uh, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. And then I will let you go carry on with what you have to do in this afternoon. Yes, indeed. Our Father in heaven, we give thanks for your gift of government, that you are the one true law giver and judge, that you want everything done in a fitting and orderly way. We thank you that we live in a peaceful nation and for the role of our police officers to maintain His Majesty's peace, which is really an echo of the peace of Jesus, Prince of Peace. And so we commit their work to you. We pray that each day as they put on the uniform, they would notice the cross of Christ mm. on the crown in, in four places on the uniform. 
and that they would pray to you for protection and that they would ask that you would watch over the city so that their work would not be in vain but would be blessed by you. So help us to respect the police, to love them, to honour them, to thank you for them, to thank each one of them every time we encounter them for the important work that they're doing, which is really the work of God. So, Father, hear our prayers we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, David. God bless you and uh, looking forward to talk to you again next time. Thank you, Nick. Well, we're taking a short break here, my dear friend. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. And uh, I'm going to come after the break with the offer which we have for today. That's stay tuned. And we are going to talk about the free gift which we have for you today. This is Fate FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A with Nick Krita. And after the break, uh, Brenton Wilkinson will join us. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Their clothing it was old They were flesh and blood Just ordinary men But when God breathed His power On these plain ones He chose They might as well been wearing robes of gold They refused the wisdom Of Pharisees and scribes took Jesus at his word, and the Spirit of the living God caused heaven to grow quiet, for praying men who opened up the sky, unlearned men, turned the world upside down, unsealed hands, Satan's kingdom inside is 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita, your host. And over the line, I have with me today, joining us from uh, the beautiful place in Mount Gambier, uh, Brenton Wilkinson. Can you hear us, Brenton? I can indeed, Nick, and uh, welcome to everybody around Australia who's listening to uh, Drive Q&A this afternoon. Yes, yes. Well, Brenton, uh, thank you so much for joining us, even though I, My pleasure. Kn- I know you are away from Adelaide, but you are in a place where it's not that strange to you because you spent quite a bit of time in that area in the southeast, as we call it. I did, Nick. Uh, I was the minister down here in Mount Gambier, in fact, the whole of the southeast area uh, for the last three years up until the end of 2022. Yes. And you're still uh, in contact uh, with the people uh, in that region, con- yeah. Yes, regular contact, Nick. Uh, I think this, uh, Lurleen and I, my wife, were actually going over it today. I think this is the fifth time I've been down here this year, and probably tomorrow when I preach at our church here. Mm. Um, it will probably be about the seventh time that I've uh, spoken down here this year. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, Brenton, uh, one thing, uh, I thought you are, uh, you retired. I'm not sure it was the case. Yes, it's, um, I have mentioned this on the program before, R-E-T-Y-R-E-D, uh, probably describes a retirement, Nick. <laughs> I don't know, um, I don't know, maybe you should say it again, because I don't, uh, R-E-T-Y-R-E-D. Um, I think I've worked out by the end of this year, I probably will have preached about 33 or 34 times. Mm. So I'm, I think for a retired person, um, I'm doing my bit to try and help um, the Lord's work to go forward. I mean, that that proves again that uh, people are more busier after they retire. <laughs> yes, yes, there is some truth to that, Nick. Oh, wonderful. Hey, um, Brenton, uh, just before the break, we had David Lima from Family Voice Australia. Uh, yeah, we were talking uh, a little bit about um, the question which we are going to ask again, uh, and you may take us through with a bit of Bible study on that one. Um, but uh, what I would like to do right now, because David spoke about the, um, uh, is the day of the, Police force, I think, uh, to the yes, yes, he did. Yeah. He did mention that. Mm. Yes, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that uh, it's very important to realize that life is so precious, and yes, uh, absolutely, and we need to protect with everything what's possible. And when I say protect, uh, it's not that, uh, okay, we'll avoid some uh, bad situations or people doing wrong things to us, but, but ourselves to preserve our life in the way we live uh, every day, you know, uh, if it's health-wise, if it's uh, uh, whatever we do, we may be overworking, we may be whatever. I think life is a precious gift from God, and we should yes. uh, we should treat it in accordance. Absolutely, um, it's interesting that um, as Christians, um, the foundation for our 
<clears throat> our, um, I think the term you and I have heard and uh, probably many of our listeners has heard, have heard is the term sanctity of human life. Mm. It's a term that you hear bandied around a lot in the media and also in uh, publications and that sort of thing. Mm. To a Christian, the sanctity of human life is based on one fact. In Genesis 1 and verse 27, uh, we are told that... Um, so God created man in his own image. Mm. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, we know that in chapter 1 and chapter 2, particularly, uh, God, in discussing this with the other members of the Godhead, said it is not good that man should be alone. We will make him a helper for him. And uh, out of the rib of Adam, of course, he created uh, Eve. Mm. Uh, we know her initially in the Bible as the woman. Uh, she only was given the name Eve, believe it or not, after man sinned at the end of Genesis chapter 3. So that's, that's rather an interesting fact. But if, if we look at this basis that God created men and women in his image, therefore all of us were born at some stage. Um, Adam and Eve's first son, unfortunately, mm. as you know, turned out to be the world's first murderer, Cain. That's true. And uh, But the fact of the matter is that when he was born, it's rather interesting. Eve made the comment, I have conceived um, a, um, a, a child, the Lord, Eve thought her very first son was actually the promised uh, saviour that was mentioned in Genesis chapter 3.15 and instead of that, as I say, he turned out to be the world's first murderer. But from from the human family, we find that um, everybody in God's sight is precious. Mm. And we're going to look uh, in the time that we have available at various aspects of human life, Nick, uh, children, women we uh, covered earlier in the week. I, was I think to... Monday, night, yes. Monday night we talked about women specifically because that was our topic, but it won't hurt to rehash one or two things there. But sure. I would like to talk uh, about the issue of children mm-hmm. and uh, also the issue of the, the unborn, those mm. children who were in the mother's womb. Mm. No, I'm not going to be crusading on abortion or anything of that nature. But um, I believe it's important to recognise that human life, as far as God is concerned, is sacred because every person on earth, even children, uh, have available to them eternal life. That's true. Well, uh, Brenton will will uh, cover some of those things uh, as we go. Sure, but sure. as you mentioned um, here, we dealt already with few questions, and I believe you were sharing also on Monday about uh, was Christianity bad uh, news for uh, women? Women, yes, yeah. it was a most in, most interesting study, mm, uh, Nick. <laughs> yeah, and then then another question was Christianity bad news for slaves? And mm, it's interesting that enough. That was Tuesday. Yeah, yep. very interesting. <laughs> that Jesus haven't spoke anything about the slaves in his teachings, you know. Uh, very, very interesting thought. But then uh, we continue with, um, was Christianity bad news for sick and 
poor because many times yes. when uh, we are sick you know we ask him where are you God you know yes. or when we are yep. poor you know again we do things why the other you know uh, uh, Joe Blow you know um, is doing so well where are you God why I'm so poor struggling mm. with this and that and we ask uh, those questions in regard to um, to the teachings we, we, of the Bible and the, and Christianity, you know, and, and just we did. Uh, yes, I will. I will come to you just in a second because uh, just keep in mind these questions again because you may need to, you may want to uh, recap s- few things, you know, on these ones. And then the other day we just talked about uh, was Christianity antagonistic to education. Now mm, today, that's, in, a, that's in, an interesting one. That it, one it is because uh, uh, today. Um, in, in education systems, um, you don't want to hear anything about the principles of, uh, of God and uh, how, how that impacted our society. And, you know, all the laws we still uphold, you know, have roots in the Bible. Um, and that's a very interesting thing because uh, in the civil world, also, we, even though people may not recognize that, but the roots are there, you know, in the Bible. Now, many other religions, uh, also, they have very good teachings, of, you know, but um, it's, it's interesting how the whole society is functioning under some very important rules which God spoke about uh, from the beginning. Yeah. That's true, Nick. It's interesting, though, that uh, during what is known as the Dark Ages, um, in other words, the times probably from about AD 500 through to AD 17 or 1800, despite the fact that the church persecuted people in those times and they did, there's no dispute on that. Uh, one of the interesting things about it is that often during that period of Earth's history, often the only schools or the only uh, places of education were those provided by the churches. Mm. Uh, so that indicates to me that in God's eyes, um, the ability to be able to study and to be able to learn also not only widens our world view, it also gives us compassion for those around about us. And one of the key uh, features of Christianity, I believe, of genuine Christianity is compassion. Mm, Con- mm. The type of compassion Jesus had for others. Absolutely right. And uh, Brenton, we we just talked a bit earlier with David Elima. He's the director of Family Voice Australia for sure, South sure. Australia and Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. And he's very passionate about representing, you know, a family in all aspects. And in, when we pose that question, for example, was Christianity bad news for women? Because we know that, uh, unfortunately, uh, women's they were mistreated and even today in this modern age in some places you know uh, they are still uh, you know um, uh, mistreated but uh, it's interesting I, I just posed that question Brenton I wonder what uh, you think of that too I I said I think we should also include men because in um, yes. in these days even men yes. are mistreated uh, you know oh, yes. in relationship um, in relationships mm. you know and in in family i know that for the fact uh, lots of uh, divorces in christendom not uh, yes. in the secular yeah. uh, world um 
probably in the church more divorces than out there you know because the enemy of God the devil it's very interested to destroy mm. this this unit which is family which is the the backbone of society if you like and yes. you know I ask uh, David What do you think about this? And uh, we were just posing uh, um, for a moment a question from uh, Ephesians, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, um, we we can read about that, that it says that um, to the ladies, you know, that uh, wives to submit to the husband. I mean, and we took it the wrong way many times. I believe that uh, the woman submission means something negative but actually it's not it's it's something positive it's a mission it's a, it's to work together in a in a it's perfect a mutual, unity yeah Nick, it's, a, it's a mutual submission yeah but what's it what's interesting seeing you're on the subject of women um if you want to look back on uh, our topic for tonight the value of life Let's go back. Let's say that you and I are both married in in Roman times. I'm going to reflect on that because Christianity began during Roman times. Mm. Christia, even though we have already identified that God created male and female in his image, Christianity began during the time when Jesus was here and during the subsequent time, the last of the apostles, the apostle John, probably died around the year AD 100, However, women in those times were the property of their husbands. Mm -hmm. And basically, they had very few rights. I I found it particularly interesting studying this particular subject. Someone, uh, I think Aristotle once described them as women as being somewhere between free men and slaves. In other words, they they had a lower uh, socio status than men. Uh, In the, the Roman family, You had the pater familiaris. Mm-hmm. Now, the pater familiaris is um, the leading male in the family. That might not be your father or my father. It might be my grandfather because all the, the family lived together and the, the oldest male in the family was the pater familiaris and he he basically had life or death, as it were, over just about anybody, particularly children. Now, I want to come to the value of life because of this particular aspect. This may shock some people, but anyone listening to our program around Australia tonight uh, would recognise that in uh, the Greco-Roman world, boys were much more important than girls. Mm -hmm. In fact, if a woman gave birth to a son, that was considered to be a blessing. Why was it a blessing? because the son carried on the family name. The the son added prestige and illumination to his father's reputation. I have a son and uh, he's going to carry on the family name after I'm gone. Mm. Girls, by contrast, were considered to be largely expendable. Now, anybody who doesn't agree with me just needs to spend a little bit of time studying this subject for themselves. You only have to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica, you go to various other sources, all of them talk about infanticide during uh, Roman times. Now, a boy, as I say, if a boy was born, that was considered a blessing. If a girl was born, um, you could keep your daughter, but you could also just put the baby outside to die of exposure, to be eaten by wild dogs or whatever. And if the paterfamilias decided that uh, the child was expendable, they were expendable. 
Yeah. Now, Interesting. Uh, sorry to interrupt you there, uh, for no, a moment, no, 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 uh, no. Brenton. <laughs> no, that's fine. Because I, I really want to to uh, go a bit further on what you're just saying there. Keep going. Even yes. though uh, you know the Bible speaks quite a bit about uh, men and the firstborn and and boys and so on in terms of uh, inheritance and all those sure. things, but mm-hmm. it speaks about ladies too and girls too. Doesn't mean that if the Bible concentrates uh, in particular. On, uh, on the male side, you know, that the um, yes. girls are yeah. ignored. Not at all. We just need to see the roles of what God wants each one to do. And I think that's misunderstood in uh, our times when uh, we totally change it upside down, the roles of a man or a woman or a boy or a girl or uh, parents and children and so on and so forth. It's a, it's a messed up. But hey, I promise that I will uh, take a short break and uh, give the offer to our listeners. Yes, before please, it's, please do, because it's very yeah. important. Then I have a couple of uh, interesting things to share yes. uh, regarding how, uh, how the sanctity of human life um, became part and parcel of the Roman Empire eventually yeah. as a result of Christianity. Yeah, I will come back to you uh, just in a moment. Sure. But right okay. now, my dear friend, um, we have this uh, wonderful uh, offer for uh, you. Um, you just need to send us a text message, you know, to zero four. Triple eight eight zero eight double one, and I will give you the code in a moment. But the book which we have prepared for you today, it's uh, called. Um, let me just get it there. What the Bible says about, you know, Loni Melashenko is the author of this uh, book, and um, uh, contains two powerful aids to a Bible study in one uh, compact uh, package. Um, first, there are 31 actual Bible studies on uh, important topics such as the origin of sin, life after death, steps to Christ, angels, the Bible and the Sabbath, and much more. Then there's also an easy to use Bible marking plan that will help you transform your own Bible into a virtual encyclopedia of biblical information that you can share with others. By using this simple color coded plan, you can follow key subjects throughout your Bible, learning and teaching what God's word has to say about each important topic. Don't miss this book. This is your last chance today to grab this book and you need to send us a text message with the code SA137. SA stands for South Australia 137. Please send us uh, the text message uh, right now and um, text it to 04888. 80811 and we'll be very happy to um, organize this book. Our friendly robot will take uh, you through, maybe ask you a few questions there to make sure that the book will arrive safely in uh, your uh, hands. Well, uh, 
We have uh, very little time left now. I may just put a quick uh, ad here and we'll uh, move on with uh, Brenton, which we have uh, with us uh, today over the phone. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are very thankful to the Adventist World Radio for their support. Uh, Brenton, I would like you to yeah, look into this uh, question in particular and maybe continue with what you are starting to share with us, the, the value of life. I mean, in particular, when you said about a boy or a girl, um, even in the Roman culture, but in the biblical, uh, you know, uh, um, context, uh, many times we'll, uh, see that. I mean, we, we may take a wrong, um, understanding of, about that, but the sure. value of life yeah. and mm-hmm. how did Christianity change? the yeah. world. Would you like to take us through in the... Yes, Nick, I, I think in the time we have remaining, we can touch on a few key points that will help people. I'm going to jump right forward at the moment to the year 2018. Now, that's not very long ago. That's five years ago. In fact, about uh, the 14th of September in 2018, there was a young Christian man by the name of Paramela. Now, Paramala lived in India in Andhra Pradesh, and he was from the Dalit caste, spelled D-A-L-I-T. He married a girl who was from a higher caste. Mm. He, After they were married, they'd been childhood sweethearts. After they were married, uh, they found out to their joy about six months later that she was expecting a child. Now, he went to the hospital with his wife, And as he was leaving the hospital with his wife and I assume his baby, these uh, contract killers leapt out and hacked him to death in front of her. Why was this done? It was done because his father-in-law considered that he was lower caste and Mm. that his daughter shouldn't have married someone. Now, of that particular caste, now Christianity today in India is trying to rectify this situation by including Dalits, in fact, All castes in India today are one in Christ. Now, I want you to think about this. Our value in God's eyes, whether we're a baby, Mm -hmm. whether we're five years of age, whether we're 85 years of age, is based on one thing. Our value is based on the fact of what God has done in order to rescue us from the pit of sin. Now, our value is based on the fact that it was necessary for God to send his own son to die for us in order that we might have eternal life. Now, that's the main axiom of the Christian religion. However, if you stop and think about it, that's how much we're worth to God. He went to the trouble, if you would like to put it that way, Nick, Mm. of sending his own son, equal with him in power and glory in heaven, to this earth, in order to die for us, we are worth an infinite amount in God's eyes. That's yes. why children, that's why unborn children, that's why uh, young people, older people, everyone is uh, worth an infinite value in God's eyes. And Galatians 3.27 is a text you and I know well. It talks about how there was neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, bond or free, male or female, because we are all one in Christ Jesus. At the foot of the cross, we are um, all of equal value. Now, what Paul is saying there is pretty revolutionary because when he wrote the book of Galatians, it would have been read out in a uh, 
a home church on a Sabbath and you would have had sitting in that congregation, male and female, you would have had slave and slave owners and you would have had children. And they're listening to this and being told that in God's eyes, they're all equal. Um, whilst Paul didn't rail openly against slavery and other aspects of Roman society, by making statements like this, it really opened people's eyes, I believe, to uh, the uniqueness that we have in God's eyes. Mm. Now, Christianity spread fairly rapidly in the first couple of centuries. Nick, by the time um, AD 350 had arrived, it is estimated that out of 60 million people in the Roman Empire, 33 million were Christians. Now, that's a staggering figure. You stop and think about it. Australia currently has, I think, about 25 million people. Would I be right? I think that would be around the mark. Maybe. Um, maybe it's can you it's imagine, increasing every day. <laughs> yeah. Just think about this for a minute and for our listeners to think about it as well. Imagine if there were 13 million practicing, I'm not talking about in name only, um, Imagine if there were 13 million practicing Christians in Australia. Can you imagine the influence that Christianity would have upon Australian society? And I believe one of the reasons why there were so many Christians, even by the middle of the third century AD, is the fact of the fact that Christians valued human life and the sanctity of human life so much. Um, just a couple of interesting points. Sure. Abortion was used. Have I lost you, Brenton? This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. The gentle healer came into our town today. He touched blind eyes and the darkness left to stay. But more than the blindness, he took their sins away. The gentle healer came into our town today. The gentle healer came into our town today. He spoke one word that was all he had to say. And the one who had died just rose up straight away. The gentle healer came into our town today. Oh, he seems like just an ordinary man with dirty feet and rough but gentle hands. But the words he says are hard to understand And yet he seems like just an ordinary man The gentle healer, he left our town today I just looked around and found he'd gone away Some folks from town have followed him, they say That the gentle healer is the truth, the life, the way 
my dear friend, um, we have this uh, wonderful uh, offer for uh, you. Um, you just need to send us a text message, you know, to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and i will give you the code in a moment but the book which we have prepared for you today it's uh, called um let me just get it there what the bible says about you know lonnie melashenko is the author of this uh, book and um uh, contains two powerful aids to a Bible study in one uh, compact uh, package. Um, first, there are 31 actual Bible studies on uh, important topics such as the origin of sin, life after death, steps to Christ, angels, the Bible and the Sabbath, and much more. Then there's also an easy to use Bible marking plan that will help you transform your own Bible into a virtual encyclopedia of biblical information that you can share with others. By using this simple color coded plan, you can follow key subjects throughout your Bible, learning and teaching what God's word has to say about each important topic. Don't miss this book. This is your last chance today to grab this book and you need to send us a text message with the code SA137. SA stands for South Australia 137. Please send us uh, the text message uh, right now and um, text it to 04888 double one and we'll be very happy to um, organize this book our friendly robot will take uh, you through maybe ask you a few questions there to make sure that the book will arrive safely in your uh, hands well uh, this program is made possible by the support of adventist world radio and this is Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A with uh, Nick Rita and over the phone with us, uh, Brenton Wilkinson, which uh, I just lost the contact with Brenton. I'm trying to see if uh, Brenton hears us again and uh, just, just to continue in the last uh, couple of minutes. Brenton, can you hear us? We got a couple of beeps and then all of a sudden you were gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if the phone is still connected. My phone, maybe on your end there was something there. But uh, anyhow, we have a couple of minutes left, uh, Brenton, and uh, you started to talk about abortion just when I lost you. If you can take us through uh, over uh, that sort of thing and maybe just pray yeah. for uh, for what you think uh, uh, you want our listener to hear uh, or each one of us, you yeah. know, to, to take uh, yeah. on board. Thank you. We, we can do that. Uh, basically, adding to what we have said already, uh, the Christian influence was such that the Emperor Valentinian outlawed infanticide and child abandonment in AD 374. I've researched this and it's, it's, it's quite interesting to, to note that. But um, here's something to think about, Nick. If we don't agree that all human life came from God, in other words, i.e. God is our creator, um, you eventually descend into a situation where the less fit um, should be eliminated. 
Now, we had that during World War II. For those who like to research things, have a look at the T4 program that was instituted by the Germans during World War II, and you will find something like 250 to 300,000 people were euthanized or um, just plain killed uh, because they were undesirables, because they were mentally deficient, because there was all sorts of things. It's worth having a look at it. It's mm. been estimated, Nick, in the last 40 years that there have been 1.2 billion abortions mm. in the past 40 years. Now, just moving on from that, um, off of that subject altogether, we come to another issue that we did touch on very briefly on Monday evening, but I didn't really feel I did justice to it, and I know we were running out of time. There was something called uh, child burning. It took place in um, in India. William Carey was known as the missionary to India, and he um, campaigned hard for a long time so that this would be abolished. That um, meant that young girls who were married to an older man and he died they would be placed on the funeral pile with him and they would be burned along with him or buried alive. In, 19, in 1829, they had the Bengal Sati regulation brought in, which outlawed the burning of Hindu widows. I think we have a lot to be thankful for, Nick, as Christians, because Christianity has elevated not only the role of children, the role of women, it has also uh, brought to our notice the importance of the sanctity of human life. And I, I fear that the secular direction that our society is going in is going to um, go back the other way. And I think in closing, Nick, we would like to have a prayer just to thank God for what he has done. And thank you so much, Brenton, for that. Uh, why not to take us into um, a, a, a prayer before the throne sure. of God and uh, we can do ma- that. mention uh, those things which probably you were not able to expand yeah. a little bit more because God knows what we need. We just need to be connected with God. Let's we pray. do. Father in heaven, we thank you uh, from the depths of our heart, firstly and foremost, that you created us in your image. All of us are precious, equally precious, equally valued, equally honoured in your sight. Children, young people, the unborn, older people, they're all valued in God's sight. And in the kingdom of heaven, we will be privileged to see all categories there. And we thank you, Lord, for the study today and during this week, where we have looked at the various aspects of how Christianity has had a positive effect on society rather than the negative effect that is often portrayed today. Bless us as we go into a new week. Help us, Lord, to stand firmly in the manhood and womanhood that you created us in, to to see that we complement one another rather than compete with one another. And then in so doing, we are restoring your image, and that will be indeed an illumination that will indeed be a character of thing for this world we thank you for this time that we can share together in jesus name amen Amen, amen. And thank you so much, uh, Brenton, for uh, taking a bit of extra time uh, while you are traveling in, in Mount Gambier and share with us on a drive time uh, a big Q&A. Uh, we talked about the whole week about uh, Christianity in history and how positive was its contribution. We are moving on, my dear friend, to a very interesting um, topic again, the Bible, the church 
and the environment. Now, the first question we are going to pose is, whose responsibility is the environment? Join us next time and uh, we'll be happy to share on that aspect. And you know, you can be part of the program. You can send us a text message with maybe a question, a thought, or something which bothers you uh, when we talk about these things. Uh, or if you have a prayer request, why not to send a text message and we'll be more than happy to pray with you or pray for you. Or you may send a prayer to somebody which you know that needs it. Text us on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Use that number. That's the uh, bridge in between you and us to to be part of this program. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, uh, today, and uh, may God bless you. Have a wonderful time with uh, our Lord Jesus Christ as you walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Thanks, Nick. Yes, thank you. I was just going to say again, thank you, Brenton, again. Uh, and okay. lo- looking forward to see you back here in the studio uh, when, okay. uh, when we'll be back home. <laughs> safe safe travel. Okay, then. Thanks, mate. Have a good Sabbath. Take care. Bye. 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 This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.